Heroes. Today on Session Zero, we're going to be doing something a little different. For those of you who have been with us for a while, you've heard in our outro us talking about having people's characters on our pretend therapy couch. Well, you're in luck because that's what we're doing for today's episode. Now, normally on our show, my co-host Porter Green and I explore various role-playing topics through a psychological perspective. However, we wanted to try something new out. Today, Porter will be joined by a sky pirate by the name of Spit. Yes, Spit, from the actual play show Campaign Skyjacks from the One Shot Podcast Network. If you're interested in hearing more sessions like this, we'll be posting them on occasion to the One Shot Network secret archive. You can gain access to this by being a $5 or more backer with the One Shot Network Patreon at patreon.com slash one shot podcast. With all that out of the way, let's see how that session goes. Welcome to my office. Well, hello. And can you tell me your name and the pronouns you like to use? Hi, of course, of course. Uh, my name's Spit. Call, uh, call me Spit. Treat me like dirt. All right, Spit. Oh, wait, nah. I'm a he, him. Okay. Welcome, welcome. So why don't you have a seat there on the couch and um, tell me a little bit about what brought you in today. Ah, uh, well, uh, I'm here uh, because of an HR complaint. I... Have mandatory therapy. Okay. Which I don't think I necessarily need. Sure, sure. Well, we all know how that can be sometimes. Sometimes there are rules at work that don't necessarily apply to the situation very well, but we still have to comply with them. Uh, don't get me started on all that. Mm-hmm. Why don't you tell me a little bit about what happened? Uh, so, uh, I, well, I've been on the ship a long time. I, I've, I've been uh, uh, a skyjack about as long as I can remember. Oh, my goodness. Uh, well, around shipping, at least. Uh, uh, and I've been serving on the Uhuru now for a few decades under under Captain Oromar Vale. And, uh, a long time. Uh, it, I, it is. It is. I'm old as hell. <laughs> uh, so I, I've been serving on the ship, and a lot of the time I got to uh, welcome new people onto the ship, teach new folks the ropes, make sure... Make sure everyone knows they're knots. Sure. So one of your jobs is to help people get oriented to how to be a good skyjack. Yes, absolutely. You wouldn't believe how many people sign up for a ship and, and they don't know the first thing about anything. Mm-hmm. So uh, I got to make sure that people know what's what. Sure. I bet that's really complicated. Lots of things to remember. Well, uh, I mean, it gets easier over time. You learn one thing at a time and uh, you you teach that thing to everybody else. Make sure that in case somebody dies or, or what have you, you've always got somebody around who knows what to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lots of redundancies for safety. Ab- exactly. Exactly. That's how I'm sure you've got other people in the office that know how to ask questions in case something happens to you. Straight cannonball or whatnot. Sure. Yeah. We don't get a ton of those in therapy, but you never know. Well, anyway, I'm, I'm I, I know my ways, you know, uh, I introduce myself as spit and I tell him to treat me like dirt because it's, you know, it's a sexual thing. I I get some oh. gratification out of that. And, you know, when you work in my line of work, you got to do what you got to do to make your way. But apparently not everybody is comfortable with that 100 percent of the time. So you, you, you t- get sexual gratification out of your name? Amongst other things. Lots of things. Lots of things. 
Do you normally talk to your trainees about your sexual gratification? Well, I mean, that's how I start the... That's how I introduce myself to everyone. Mm -hmm. I say, I'm spit. Treat me like dirt. It's a sexual thing. Uh Uh-huh. So here I am in therapy. Because of your sexual thing? No, because people are ungrateful for all the things that I do. Oh, okay. How are they ungrateful? Well, I teach people what to do. I give them the skills that they need to survive. And and all of a sudden, it's not okay that I introduce myself by setting up and putting forward what gratifies me sexually and exploring, you know, my desires and wants for once in my life. Why, why, why do I have to come to therapy just because I do that? So I'm hearing that you really need somewhere where you can express your desires and wants in your life and that you've kind of been doing that at the workplace, which a lot of people don't feel is very appropriate. Well, I guess, but the, my life is the workplace. You can't, when you're a skyjack, you can't leave that. All you got is the ship. Sure. They, they're, they're very small quarters. Everybody's sleeping on hammocks. And, and sometimes it's not even the same hammock uh, the same night. Sometimes you're working day, sometimes you're working night. You got to go where the work is. So there's no, there's no barriers. There's no separation. Work is life. So there's no privacy when you're a skyjack. There's no space where you could be treated like dirt for fun. If I can't be sexual in my job, I can't be sexual at all. Oh, that sounds really hard. That is really hard. <laughs> And that's a sexual thing, too. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. But, uh, yeah, so I've been getting complaints. Uh, Overboard came to me, said that uh, he's got a a stack of uh, workplace complaints, a mile high, and and that I got to go to therapy and get my stuff sorted out. But, you know, spit's always been spit. Sure, and it's really hard to change behaviors that we've been doing for a long time. And there's not a lot of space, it sounds like, in your life to carve out for yourself. So you find ways to get your gratification and make connections with people, even in the midst of doing your job. Well, I am glad to be talking to someone who really gets it. Uh, I'm assuming you're going to be sending me home with a doctor's note that just says spit can be sexual and uh, will smooth everything over. Unfortunately, we can't really do that because it's not just you, spit, that has to be satisfied and comfortable at work. All those other folks, all those other skyjacks, they need to have their own sense of what's comfortable too. Well, sure, of course. I mean, if somebody, if Nodos were to come up to me and go, hi, my name is Nodos, it's not sexual. I'll respect that there's nothing sexual about his name. But up front, I feel like people should know my name is Spit, they can treat me like dirt, and that is sexual. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm just, I'm creating a barrier for my own comfort. That's where I'm at. Nodos, I'm assuming doesn't get any sexual gratification out of his name. So he's comfortable with that. That's sure. fine. We're in our own separate spaces. But what about when somebody's reporting to you and you're training them and they feel like you have control and power over them? What if they feel like they have to be sexual with you <laughs> if they don't want to be? Now, see, that's a, uh, you can't. They can't view it that way because I've already introduced myself as the person who should be treated like dirt, so I shouldn't have the power in that situation. That makes the whole scenario collapse. 
Right. So it's really not giving you the sexual gratification you want anyhow when you're training somebody. So what would it be like to not introduce yourself that way to people you had to train? And maybe save that for like when you're on your off hours or when you're working with peers. Well, uh, okay. Okay. So we'll, we'll imagine a situation where I introduce myself to someone in a workplace environment. I say... Well, no, that doesn't work. Who am I if I'm not spit? I don't know. Do you have another name? I mean, presumably, right? The spit's got to be some kind of nom de guerre. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's usually something your mom would name you, right? I'll be honest with you. Oh, oh, I, spit didn't catch your pronouns. <laughs> oh, my pronouns are Zezer. Thank you. Oh, so if I was going to give you an honorific, would that be mix? Mix or doctor, okay. either one works. So I, so I have to be honest, Mix, uh, I've been spit so long that I don't remember being anything else. That's fair. That's fair. It's a long time you've had that name. It's a long time you've been in this sort of place. Oh, sure. I've been skyjacking uh, for years, mm -hmm. decades. I've been, I've been doing it longer than our captain. Oh, my goodness. So you could probably teach the captain a thing or two. I taught the captain everything he knew. Why? When the captain couldn't have been higher than, uh, than uh, I guess, my mid-chest when I first saw him, he was. Uh, we were on the same ship together. Same ship it is now, before he stole it. Oh. I taught him everything he knows. And he learned a bunch of other things, too, of course, about captaining. Mm -hmm. I suppose about hiring an HR person and keeping a professional workplace structure. But Spit's not interested in any of that. But Spit, that's how we help an entire crew work well together and feel comfortable. Well, I suppose. But what use is HR to me if it sends me into a position where I got to go to therapy every week and I'm not comfortable with that situation? And also, I can't be Spit anymore, so I got to be Gregory or something. Horrible. Oh, yeah, it is hard. Change can be hard. What if you were spit, but you just weren't talking about sexual gratification? Well, that feels a little disingenuous if I'm getting sexual gratification out of being called the name spit and the other person doesn't know. That doesn't seem like a safe boundary. You know, that, that's true. You make a good point. It is kind of a tough situation. But these HR complaints are happening, so we have to come up with some kind of strategy. I suppose. Just feels like... Like, people should be more grateful, or respectful, or, or understand where Spit's coming from. I mean, they're just coming onto the ship. They don't know. You don't got no private time. Unless you uh, start a workplace relationship, which the forms for that are... I don't even know where to start with them. Oh my goodness. We get more workplace relationship requests than any other type of HR request on the ship. I bet. If, if you're not having a relationship on a ship... You, you don't have any private anything at all. Sure. I imagine if you want to have relations or any kind of intimacy, you would need to have a lot of forms filled out. Oh, yes. Yes. Many, many forms of many different varieties. Uh, that's all Overboard's business. Overboard is, is constantly keeping track of which forms got to go where and what forms are appropriate for what. And uh, there are all sorts of relationship request forms that get filled out. Spit's a little too old to have those relationships at this point, but, uh, you know, I find my satisfaction in other ways. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Are there any ways you can find satisfaction that don't require other people? 
Like self-satisfaction? Well, uh, I suppose I could, uh, just go into a corner and, uh, list the things that are disgusting about myself or, you know, maybe handcuff myself to a pillar or something and dangle for a while. Probably not as satisfying, though. No, definitely not as satisfying, though I suppose some solo sexual activities just aren't as satisfying as other partnered social uh, sexual activities, so that might just be part of the landscape. Wow. Do you talk a lot about this? <laughs> More than you'd think, actually. People huh. have a lot of interesting things they like to do with sex, and one of the most important things I've learned as a therapist is about consent. Oh, yes. Well, that's what I always say to people on the ship. The two most important things in sex are consent and ambition. Oh, <laughs> I like that. Climb the tallest mountain, as long as you ask first. Oh, or go into the deepest dungeon. Mm-hmm. I, I, I bring these new recruits up, and I, I guess I'm just trying to pass on some of, some of my experience, some of what I know to mm. them. You know, I mean, we, we got uh, the boy on the ship, uh, Jonnet. He's brand new. He's got a bright future. He's so excited about learning everything. And it's a big, dangerous, scary world out there. So many things over the years have failed to kill spit. Mm. And uh, if Jonnet don't know those pitfalls, they'll kill him too. Then you got people like Travis. Ugh. Don't like Travis. Travis isn't interested in learning a damn thing. He uh, doesn't take his responsibility seriously, doesn't uh, take the other people on the crew seriously, and they all look up to him. I don't understand that. That seems very frustrating. It's because he's so cool. Is he cool? Oh, he's very cool. He doesn't care about anything. He's always got a, a thing to say that, that shuts down everyone around him, and it's always super funny, and his hair is great. Wow. And he's very cool. It sounds like he might be in kind of danger, though, doing this job if he doesn't care about anything. Oh, absolutely. It's a very dangerous job. And he's quartermaster now. He's responsible for so many of the comings and goings on the ship. And everybody is real happy to make up for his shortcomings right now. But mark my words, there will be a reckoning. Oh, dear. Yeah, he's definitely going to get in over his head. Why? He almost found it very recently. We, we, we were on a, on a voyage, and uh, we didn't calculate, you know, how far it would be to get from one place to the other. We didn't know we had the right supplies. We almost ran out of coal before we pulled into port. So it sounds like he's not too great at his job. Oh, he's very bad at it. But we live in a democracy, and everybody wanted him to be quartermaster because he's so cool and fun, mm. which I get. So you'd rather him be cool and fun than have enough stuff to get you where you need to go? Well, no, I would rather he not be quartermaster, but I understand why everybody else wants him to. I mean, he did have a big success. He negotiated this uh, this tense deal with, that we had with this little municipality for some of the cargo that we got, and he got us a great deal. And that's that's part of what quartermastering's about, but there's... There's a whole detail-oriented process that you really have to learn. I wonder if you could talk to him about doing some trade-offs. If he's so cool and also such a butt, maybe he would be willing to treat you like dirt in exchange for advice on quartermastering. Well, I mean, 
Think about Travis. He's <laughs> Travis is a complicated figure because uh, he definitely treats me like dirt for sure, like everyone. Like I ask everyone to. Um, but it's also hard to communicate with someone whose entire personality is being disaffected. I don't know how to communicate in a way that grabs his attention or, or to make him understand that sometimes some of the things that I'm saying to him are important things. Mm. That can be really hard. What have you tried when you communicated with him? Uh, well, let's see. I, I told him that he needed to pay attention uh, I, uh, him and Jonnet, I were teaching them at the same time because Jonnet's coming up as a star watcher and I brought them into the room and I tried to explain what quartermastering is and, and that he was going to be one because people were going to vote him in as one and he said that he already understood the position but every time that I would ask him to repeat back a thing that I'd said to him he'd use the wrong words and call himself the potato master and other such nonsense and it became very clear that he wasn't interested in learning anything about it and if he fails at this he's not going to be the only one who pays the price mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's really hard to let somebody fail when your actual life might depend on it and spit's an old man i'm if, if travis goes on and continues in this fashion uh, there might not be somebody there who, who can cover up for his mistakes in the future because I've taught him everything, and he won't have learned it. That sounds really frustrating. It is. Sometimes it fills me with a dark anger. Oh, dear. How do you manage that? Well, I fantasize about murdering Travis. I see. He'll be asleep at night in that big bunk he won in that card game, and Speed will sneak in there and grab a pillow and put it over his pretty face until he stops moving. But do you think you would ever act on that plan? Maybe. Really? I mean, Nick's I've killed a lot of people uh, uh. in my profession, and uh, death's kind of the way of life. So, uh, you know, it might become necessary for the ship. I haven't uh. had to make that decision about someone on the crew before, but, uh, you know... Normally, when somebody's in a bad leadership position, you got to do a little angling and campaigning to get them removed, but Travis is so cool. Sure. So it sounds like if you tried to get him officially removed, it would be hard because he's super popular because he's so cool. Every time that I bring up that he shouldn't be doing the job, he tells me he doesn't want to do the job, but everybody on the crew just thinks that makes him more cool. Oh my goodness, he's, that's a real pickle. He's proving how like authentically disaffected he is by what's going on. Oh dear. So you're thinking you might actually have to hurt him? Well, I mean, I don't want to close off all my options. What kind of options have you been considering? Well, uh, let's see. Maybe a freak storm will pick Travis up off the boat and blow him away. Or, uh... Maybe we'll get attacked by a larger ship and finally get sunk and I'll go down with the ship in a blaze of glory. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like this is a really big part of your inner world right now. This frustration. Yes. And it's not like a fun sexual frustration. It's a legitimate frustration that has no sexual angle to it whatsoever. And I don't know how to deal with that. Sure. What, I, what am I going to do with that kind of energy? 
Well, that's part of what we talk about in therapy is how we handle those things. Well, tell me how to handle it. I'm ready. All right. Spitz, ready to learn. All right, Spitz, how do you cope when you're feeling stressed out? Well, uh... What sort of things have worked in the past? I mean, usually Spit will throw himself into work. There's always something that needs to be done on the ship or, or someone that needs to be told what's what or, uh, you know... So keeping busy really helps you. Yeah, I mean, bu- busy is busy as is, is busy does. You, you wake up, you go to work, and you work until you got to go to sleep. And that's that's the way of life. Sure. Do you guys ever have downtime where you get to just hang out and do fun things? Well, I mean, after we uh, capture a bounty, we hopefully would land in a port and uh, Spit can go out into the night with a bag full of gold and explore his... Appetites. Appetites? Yes. I mean, you spend a lot of time focusing on solo things in your own internal world that uh, sometimes you got to go out and uh, pay people money to uh, help build a simpler world. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, a lot of the gold goes there. Sure. And that- there's the drinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that might be a good solution, too, at least the going out and spending money on things that you find enjoyable. Mm, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it, it's costly, but it's usually worth it if mm-hmm. the city's large enough and services are up to standard. Sure. Do you ever do your sexual exploits when you're out in the city? Well, of course. I mean, where else are you going to get bricked up in a wine cellar? Right. I hope you do that safely with a way to get out afterwards. Well, there's no thrill then. Hmm. I'm going to make a note of that to come back to it later. I mean, you do what you need to do. Spit will just keep living his own authentic truth. For sure, and that's important. Okay, so maybe maybe when I get frustrated with Travis, I can uh, focus on my scenarios and make them more elaborate and risky. And maybe the added risk will help distract me from the very real frustration that's an active part of pretty much every minute of my life. I'm starting to see, I think, what's really the source of these HR complaints. You are? It sounds like you're spending all your time frustrated in one way or another, and one of the only ways that you get to let that out is being sexual with people, whether they ask for it or not. Wow, I never thought of it like So, what what am I supposed to do? Have you ever thought of yoga? Like sexually? (laughs) (laughs) I think that's it. Yeah. I think that's that's it it right there. (laughs) Session Zero is a one-shot network production. Steve Discount can be found on Twitter at Barely Normal, Bear spelled B-E-A-R. Porter Green can be found on Twitter at Dagmar Rugosa. This episode was produced and edited by Joe Webster. Our logo was designed by Jessica Kuczynski, who can be found on Twitter at AngryArtist113 or at the website JessicaKuczynski.com, spelled K-U-C-Z-Y-N-S-K-I. The song you hear right now is Hikari by I Love Brandon off his album Earth and Sky. If you would like to hear more of his work, visit EYELoveBrandon.com or find him on Spotify, 
SoundCloud, Twitter, or wherever else you like to find your chill beats to listen to podcasts to. If you've been enjoying Session Zero and other podcasts on our network, and you value independent creators being able to support themselves and continue to create content for you, consider supporting our network on Patreon at patreon.com backslash one-shot podcasts. Your contributions to the OneShot Network helps us to pay for the studio that we record in, the content that we use to represent our work, and the hosting of our and other podcasts. Becoming a contributor to the OneShot Network Patreon grants you access to bonus content in the network's secret archive, such as some of our personal gaming stories and a peek into conversations with role-playing game characters on our pretend therapy couch or in our pretend consulting office. There are also other perks like the Gift and Book Club, the T-Shirt Club, and many more. Please consider contributing today. Hey, heroes. Looking for a new show to enjoy? Check out Campaign. Campaign is an actual play podcast exploring long-form role-playing. The current campaign, Skyjacks, takes place in an original setting inspired by the music of the Decemberists, folk tales, and classic adventure fiction. Join Liz Anderson, John Patrick Cohen, Tyler Davis, Johnny O'Mara, and Game Master James D'Amato as they tell a tale of daring sky pirates. Also, it's basically an elaborate retelling of Weekend at Bernie's. Just search for Campaign or James D'Amato on iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcast app. Heroes, we would love to hear from you and hear your ideas for our show. You can find us on Twitter at Session Zero Pod, or you can email us at Session Zero at OneShotPodcast.com. Remember, heroes, Session Zero is for sharing information, not for therapy. If you feel like you need support, check out Psychology Today's Find a Therapist database. If you're experiencing a crisis, head into the emergency room or text CONNECT to 741741 from anywhere in the United States. Be safe out there, and we'll see you in the next session.